Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to 
what's up, everybody? Welcome to Sports Urban Legend, along with my co-host, McCarthy Matthew, and, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Glad to have you on the show, as always, man. Glad to be on here, as usual. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out uh, the latest episode of Sports Urban Legend. Um, again, he's McCarthy Matthew. I'm, of course, William Ramo. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the Knicks, who, you know, they've had a, a great road trip. Yeah, they had a bump in the road um, Friday night. But um, we're going we're gonna to pose a good question. Are the Knicks really a good team, or are they just – are they really a good team in the making, or are they a fluke, this, 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 um, this start that they have so far? Um, we'll also talk about, um, you know, the Nets. Um, the Jets, you know, press conference with, uh, you know, their new head coach, Robert Sala, um, will preview the, the, the NFC, the, you know, the NFC and the AFC, uh, championship games that are coming, uh, tomorrow. And, um, you know, we'll also, uh, talk about what, uh, what, else, you know, what else is going on in sports and entertainment and, uh, of course, if you'd like to, um, you know, talk to us, uh, the number is 563-999-3529. That's uh, 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but before, uh, you know, we le- uh, you know we lead off with uh, – you know, what I was playing on to lay off the show with, with uh, you know, the Knicks, the Road Warrior Knicks. Um, unfortunately, uh, these past couple of days, we uh, the sports and entertainment world has been rocked by uh, two legends in their respective entertainment fields uh, passing away. And, of course, I am uh, referring to uh, the passing of Hammering Hank Aaron, and of course, uh, you know, Larry King. So, you know, of course, you know, um, our thoughts and prayers go out to their families. And, um, you know, um, basically, yeah, it's a huge loss for, you know, um, two icons in, in the, in the, you know, in the entertainment business. You have Hank Aaron, you know, a man who, who, um, you know, was a good man, but, you know, he felt, you know, he faced a lot of persecu- persecution because of the color of his skin. And, uh, you know, that highlighted when he um, attempted to um, try to um, break what would have, what many people considered at that time an unbreakable record. And that was, of course, surpassing what seemed to be insurmountable 714 home runs by the late uh, Babe Ruth in uh, 1974. And uh, here is the moment. One ball in no sight and waiting down to your feet straight away.
black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Allen, who was met at home plate not only by every member of the Braves, but by his father and mother. He threw his arms around his father, and as he left the home plate area, his mother came running across the grass, threw her arms around his neck, kissed him for all she was worth. Well, that was, that was, uh, of course, uh, you know, the call was by the iconic Vince Scully. Um, and I think, uh, there was another memorable call, uh, by uh, Milo Hamilton, right? Yes. The one where he says, you know, there's a drive and there's a, there's a no home on chat and it's Henry Aaron. You know, that's the one that sticks in my head the most when I think of Heron, Hank Aaron. Yeah, two iconic calls on, uh, you know, Hank Aaron's 715th home run. Of course, he would finish his career and uh, at 755. So, I mean, a, a very accomplished man. You know, you think when you think of Henry Aaron, you think of the type of man he was, the, the work ethic he had on and off the field, um, and of course, you know the 755 home runs. But the 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 um the strangest thing I found out yesterday was that um do you know how many home do you know how many hits he has? How many? How many? Yeah, it, it will surprise you because if you subtract the um if you subtract the 755 home runs, let's let's just say for argument's sake, he never hit. He never hit, um, you know, 755 home runs. This guy, he hit 3,771 hits. Wow. So, I mean, this guy this guy was going to make it into the Hall of Fame. Regardless, Either yeah. way. This guy yeah. did not only have 755 home runs, knocking a record setting 2,297 um, RBIs, runs batted in. This guy hit three three thousand three thousand seven hundred and seventy one hits. Like that 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 surprised me. I, I always assumed that he had like maybe two two thousand hits or you know, maybe above it, maybe two two fifty at the most. But three he this dude almost had four thousand hits. Well, you know, he had some longevity. I mean he played for oh, yeah, like, twenty one years, I think, right? No, he played. Uh, what was it like? Uh, uh, Twenty-three years in the in the big leagues. Oh well, and he was yeah, relatively healthy. You know. Yeah. yeah, so it's a lot of years to play, and you know, uh, your, your numbers uh, do increase. Yeah. Uh, the more you play, but yeah, I mean that's a it's a lot of hits over mm-hmm. over a career. Yeah, I mean this guy, he was able to stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he won MVP award um, in 57, which was a memorable year for him and the Milwaukee Braves. And, of course, you know, they they won the World Series. Do you remember what team they faced? Repeat that again. Uh, He won the NL MVP um, Mm -hmm. award um, when he, you know, um, that year. And he also hit the the, the pennant winning um, home run. To, to clinch the that the um the, the, you know the 
the you know the the pennant. Oh, in 1957, you mean? Yes, and as a result, he 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 won his first and only World Series. Do you know against who? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, come on, man. It's the Yankees. Yeah, of course, the New York Yankees. He he defeated the New York Yankees. His team his team defeated the New York Yankees in uh, seven games. And that was only uh title in uh you know for the um the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Braves cuz yeah. Braves you know they they um they you know they they won I I I think they won titles every, pretty much every place they went uh the Boston yeah. Braves Milwaukee Braves and then of course the um Atlanta Braves and um yeah he he, he was uh, a teammate of a guy you hold very dear to your heart, Joe Torrey, and his brother, Frank. Yeah, right. You know, and, I heard a story, uh, and Joe Torrey uh, can um, can vouch for this story as well. Um, allegedly, um, Hank Aaron would have gone to the New York, uh, to what team, what team was it? The Giants, I think it was. He could, he could have gone to the New York Giants and been the teammate of... Um, with with Millie, Willie Mays. Wow. Yeah. You could have a Willie Mays Hank Aaron combo, but he yeah. turned them down because uh, the Braves offered him a hundred dollars more. Wow. Yeah. And you know, a hundred dollars more back in the day was a oh, lot. Oh yeah. Man, that would have been impressive. Yeah. So that's the guy that He's always compared to. I mean, you know, they were good friends, you know, but you know, they yeah. were always compared to each other because of their, yeah. yep. you know, their 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 swagger and the way how they they played the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Willie Mays, you know, he finished with six sixty, you know, as as a member of the Mets, you know, when, you know, at the tail end of his career. Right. Yeah. Very uh, similar careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, we lost a lot of baseball legends, uh, you know, for these past two years. It's, it's yeah. been insane. Yeah, Don Sutton passed away, too, uh, not too long ago, too. You know, really oh, yeah, that's right. As well. Yeah. Bill Necro. You know, of course, um, Seaver, Lawson, um, Gibson, Brock. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like... The pantheon of of uh, Cooperstown's best, you know, we've lost them in just in this this, this past calendar year. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Sad. You know, rest in peace, uh, Hank Aaron. Uh, and you know, this guy, he, you know, he, you know, like I mentioned, he faced a lot of racism, death threats, just because he was playing the game he loved. You know, and uh, you know he was he wasn't able to enjoy it. I, I even heard that the that um if you if you saw the the footage, the iconic footage, which I'm assuming a lot of you have, you know, since you're watching this sports show right here. Um, while he's running rounding third, there's two um like young uh, young white guys who are you know running to congratulate him, but. At that time, obviously, he didn't know who they were, so he didn't know if they were trying to kill him or whatnot. Because apparently, they had, from what I've heard, there was they had sniper, you know, on the ready in case if someone was going to try to do something to him. But you know, luckily, nothing, you know, happened to him. 
And, uh, you know, we had that epic moment uh, in 1974 when he did The Impossible. Yeah, it was uh, definitely one of the balls, those uh, memorable moments, that mm-hmm. 715 home run. But, yeah, we lost a legend, and I could also go out to him and to his family, you know? Absolutely, man. Um, well, was Larry King's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I thought some condolences go out to, you know, Hank, you know, you know, the Aaron family, and then of course the same as well for Larry King. I mean, the guy, you know, was an icon in the, you know, in the TV business. Um, you know, he had a the Larry King life for many, many decades, and uh, you know, on CNN. But um, you know, unfortunately, you know he, you know he passed away. Um, was it was he also eighty? Was he also um, um, how old was, was he? Eighty six also, or was he eighty seven? Because Henry Aaron, I think was they were both eighty seven. I think because Henry Aaron, he was eighty six. He was two weeks away from his eighty uh, seventh birthday. And uh, Larry King, let's see. Um, yeah, that's what I know. Is I know is that they're both. Well, uh, Larry King, I think, was 87, yeah. Yeah, um, yes, 87. Right. Because, like, again, Henry Aaron was going was gonna to turn 87 in two weeks from now. But, um, yeah, rest in peace to these, um, these icons. Um, uh, let me see. Um, apparently, he, he did the, the Larry King Live since 78. And, um, but it began, I think that was the radio version. You see. And, you know, Larry King is a Brooklyn boy. You know, he's born yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah, born and raised in Brooklyn. He was a, he was a Dodger fan. Yeah. Followed him all the way to L.A. Yep. And, That's uh. when he won that championship last, last season. Yeah, he was able to see that. Oh, yeah, and uh, Tommy Lasorda, you know, the, another. Icon oh, yeah. passed away. Both of them were able to see their beloved Dodgers, uh, you know, win it all. Snap right. that that drought since '88. So yeah, Larry King Live. He started his um, his his run on CNN in '85, and um, yeah, 2010 is when he when he um he he aired his last episode uh December 16 2010 after uh you know iconic 25 year run and he you know he interviewed the who's who's of uh of every walk of life especially on the entertainment side of things so you know rest in peace um you know Larry King yeah rest in peace um, you know, switching gears to um, to um, the Knicks, and uh, you know the Knicks, they you know they've been uh, playing well. They they they've led the league in um, they've led the league in defense. Uh, Randall, he's been he's been scoring a ton. Like this guy is a walking triple double. I mean, if you would have told me that from last year from a guy who obviously he you know he was scoring his points like probably like 
20 to 25 points a game or so. But, I mean, he he would turn the ball over. I mean, if if his turnovers were counted, you know, that he would have had a triple, he would have had a double double every night, you know, mm-hmm. last year. But, um, you know, thank God he, you know, he's, um, you know, he's bought into the Tom Thibodeau, um, you know, um, system and got that come to Jesus moment and turned his, 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 his career around. I mean, he's, he's passing the ball, he's rebounding. I mean, he's like the, the Knicks point forward. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's, he's had a great year so far. Definitely uh, an all-star this year, for sure. And, yeah, having him play at point four has, you know, put less pressure on uh, the point guards. And, yeah, he's passing out of the double teams, passing out of the post, bringing the ball up the, down the court, and scoring the paint. I mean, yeah, he's doing it all this year for us. And mm-hmm. his defense has improved as well. Still need, still think he, should, he needs to cut back on the turnovers. Mm-hmm. He's st- he's still turning the ball over and making some uh, um, some bad decisions at times. But yeah, man, he's without him, you know, where would the Knicks be? You know? Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd hate to find out because that that was my wish. I wanted him off the team because he was just turning the ball over. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't want him to just you know get rid of him like that, but. You know, I just thought he was just a a, drip, a detriment to the team. You know, the way how he was playing. Even though he he's a talent, he was you know always a talented guy. You know, obviously, but the way he was playing last year was just it was abysmal, man. But you know, he credit to him. You know, he turned it around, uh, and he's you know he's leading the way. I mean, this guy should be an all star. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even last year, you know, I thought he had potential. I mean, his numbers last even last year his numbers on any other team his numbers were are good numbers you know but you know in New York here we have high expectations absolutely for for you know for players so but he's living up you know to his uh, potential and playing really well and R J Barrett's starting to play well also yeah he yeah. had his a career high uh, just a few days ago um. Against the Warriors, um, scored 28 points, and Randall was just a, a, re, uh, a an assist shy from another triple double. Yeah. So I mean, the, I mean, what, what can you say? Randall, he's been playing great. Uh, Randall, Barrett, Robinson, uh, Rivers, whenever he, you know, whenever he plays, but IQ man, quickly man, quickly man, he's he's been making a he's been quickly making a case from the to start in the point guard. Um, yeah, starting point guard. You know, Alfred Payton has his flashes. Sometimes he does well. Sometimes he struggles, um, like he did uh, Friday night, where he only scored uh, seven points. But yeah, quickly, man. He, well, yeah, quickly. I mean, he did. He did on uh, um, on Friday night as well. To be fair, but yeah, he's he's. You could definitely see he's developing into. The point guard we needed, man. He's he's the steal of the draft, man. And he got that floater, that that teardrop floater with one hand. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Say that again. And I said quickly. He got like this patented teardrop oh, yeah, yeah, one-handed floater. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he just liked to drop on them. 
Yeah, I mean, this guy, I love this guy, man. He's quickly, quickly becoming a fan favorite. <laughs> he, that, no, no, no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, right. I wish he could start, but, you know, Peyton uh, has more experience right now, and I think mm-hmm. uh, trying to groom quickly, I think eventually quickly will start, but uh, mm-hmm. in due time, you know, in due time. Gotta be patient. Yeah. I like to see him start, you know, so he can at least be in the running for for rookie of the year. You know, he, he's been doing his thing. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, next they gotta they gotta bounce back. Uh, they 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 had their three game winning streak uh, snapped to the Kings. Kings had their four game uh, losing streak snapped uh, to the Knicks, and uh, you know the you know the the Knicks fell to eight and nine. They're currently eighth in the Eastern the, the Eastern Conference, and uh, the 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 Kings, uh, not so much. They're they 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 improved to six and ten. They're twelfth currently ranked twelfth in the Western Conference, and they defeated the Knicks one hundred three ninety four. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean the the Knicks, you know, they're still in good shape. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're on the five hundred at eight and nine, but you know they're playing much better than last year by far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, dude, just gotta continue. Dude, we we didn't even talk about Mitchell Robinson. That's how that's how good the Knicks are doing. Like, oh yeah, he's he also playing well. He was even in the conversation. Like, that's how good this guy this guy has been developing. Yeah. I mean, you know, props to the whole Knicks team. You know. Buying into Thibodeau and the the rest of the the coaching staff, um, what what they're trying to do? They're trying they're they're stressing defense, and um, you know the, the the Knicks are playing hard. I mean they they've had their they've had their um moments where they've kind of been last you know last of day school, and they've kind of been back to the same old Knicks post two thousand and one Knicks. You know where they, you know they don't play defense and team score on them. Then they go on a run to come back, and then the other team blows them out. You know it, it, we kind of had that, you know, a few games this year. Um, you know where they, they, you know they go on runs, and then you know they then at the final seconds of the game they they go on a run, but it's a little too late. Uh, they kind of had that a little bit. Um, yesterday, last night's game in the fourth quarter, I think they cut it. They had a huge lead, um, and I think it was like what a, a thirteen point lead. I can't remember. It got cut down to two, and then the and then the the Kings pulled away and um, by like eleven or so, hitting three like a a dagger three to put them up by eleven, and that was basically all she wrote for the Knicks. Yeah. But yeah, the Knicks they've been a, a you know a road warrior team. I think they're what five and five and four on the road so far. Um, the Knicks, I mean, they're not that far off, um, you know, in, you know, in the, um, at, at MSG, but, you know, I just got to give them credit, you know, that the Knicks, you know, they're actually playing to the expectations that the, the, the Knicks fans have with them. And look at that. I mean, Randall had another double, double 26 and, and 15, you yeah. know, so let's go Knicks. Let's keep it going. Let's keep developing quickly, you know. The Knicks, you know, they they definitely have something. You know, they're definitely not a fluke. You know, they're leading the league in the NBA. 
for the Knicks to have a chance, they got to play D. So props to them that they're actually um, doing it. You, you know, any anything you'd like to add to the Knicks before we no, move on? I, I mean, yeah, they just got to keep playing uh... – yeah, got to keep up with that defense, you know, leading the league in field goal percentage. And, yeah, I mean, this year's team looks way better than the past, you know, these past several years that, you know, lousy basketball that we've seen for the Knicks. But uh, I just hope they can continue to play. You know, so far so good. I mean, they're 8-9, and nine, but, I mean, can you ask for anything better than what they've done, the, you know, compared to the last several years? So, I think we're in a good position right now. Last couple of decades. Yeah. <laughs> other, than, other than that, what, 2013 season with Cade and, and Chandler? Yeah, they, they're, this year I think uh, it's very promising. They could make the playoffs maybe as a mm-hmm. seven or eight seed, you know? Yeah. They're currently on the eighth right now. So I got time to go in this, 70, this abbreviated 72-game season. But, um, yeah, let's see. Hopefully – Knicks can, uh, you know, make the playoffs, even though, you know, obviously, you know, generally speaking, I don't want my teams to make it to the playoffs unless they're gonna, they have a legit chance of winning. But the Knicks, they really need they really need some positive reinforcement. So making the playoffs, you know, no pressure on them. Just see what they do. You know, they, the Knicks really need that. The franchise, the fan base, they really need it. And hopefully this will uh, eventually attract some people to help this team out. But um yeah, shifting gears, um the Nets. Um yeah, the the Nets, I mean they they lost the last they lost a couple of games, but they did rebound um tonight. They won by the final score of one twenty eight to one twenty four. Kevin Durant he scored thirty one points. Uh Joe Harris had twenty three points, Harden Almost had a triple double, twelve points, eleven assists, seven rebounds. Kyrie Irving, uh, you know, the same twenty-eight, uh, seven assists and six rebounds. So I mean, they had a good collective effort uh, by the by the um, the Nets team. Uh, prior to that, they had a couple of games where, um, you know, they weren't playing any defense. I mean, obviously they weren't playing defense tonight. I mean, they won one twenty-eight to one twenty-four. Um, but at least this time they were on a winning record, you know, winning side of, uh, you know, t- tonight. So, but the the problem is is that the Nets, man, do they do they preach defense? I mean, they need to they need to get some some defensive players if they seriously want to make a run for a championship, you know, because they got great scores. You know, I'm not worried about Durant. Durant, you know, he's you know he's doing his thing, especially for a guy who missed all of last year. Um, Kyrie Irving, you know, he gets his head right and just focus on basketball, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. But, uh, you know, James Harden, man, he, I mean, he, he's not having a good look right now. I mean, he's, I mean, he scored, I mean, not today, but, um, you know, he's, he's had some scoring games. I mean, that's not what you worry about, but they, they really need to, they really need to commit to defense and, with with Steve Nash as the head coach, who wasn't who wasn't a you know a great defensive point guard in his own right, and then of course Mike D'Antoni, his his head coach, which I mean we all know 
you know, they, they, some people call him Mike Antony because he doesn't he doesn't teach any D. So right now, you know, it's not looking good for the Nets right now. I mean, Nets have the potential, and they could play defense and just play to play to the you know to the um the stat sheet of what you expect them to make you know what you what you expect them to do on a a basketball court year in and year out i mean they're going to have a great they're going to have a great team but they got to they got to buy into playing defense well so, on paper the nets on paper the nets look like a championship team mm-hmm. you know they have uh, the superstars they don't have much of a bench cuz they mm-hmm. traded them away um but the question is going to be you know, for all these scores between Kyrie, Kevin, and James, like, who's going to pass the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's already, like, you know, rumors that there might be issues between Hard and Kyrie, you know, but I, I think uh, Eagles on that team, that's going to be a big issue. Mm-hmm. And can they overcome that? Can they overcome the selfishness? You know, mm-hmm. between all three superstars, and you know, try to lead this Nets team to a championship. So there's a uh, there's some questions right now, but um, mm-hmm. you know, they definitely have a chance. You know, to be the top team in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and we'll see if you know they uh, they can go to the NBA Finals because you know those moves that the Nets made for James Harden, mm-hmm. it's win it's win now. Yep. Yeah, it's a win now move, you know. So if they if yep. they don't win now with this uh, group of three, then they'll never win. Yep, exactly. Facts. Because you know, both of the teams like this, it's always about a superstar named Kevin. So <laughs> you know, first it's Kevin Garnett with Paul yep. Pierce. Now you know it's Kyrie Irving and you know um, James Harden and Kevin Durant. Man, they're gonna they're gonna have if this doesn't work, they're gonna have to go with another blueprint and and uh, try to trade for Kevin McAllister because you know <laughs> they're gonna be home alone without a title if they if they if they keep playing, if they don't play no D. Yep. So hey, we'll we'll see what happens. You know they have the talent. They play D and share the ball. I mean they they'll they'll be a real scary team. So you know time will tell. Oh, but uh, one good thing for the Nets, um, you know, unfortunately, because uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is gone for the rest of the year, uh, the NBA was merciful enough to give them a disabled uh, player um, exception. I think it's like $5.7 million. So they have up until April, sometime in April, I forgot the date, to um, sign a player, you know, to replace Dinwiddie. Um, on their roster, so they they really gotta take advantage of it um, because they really need they really need like a Draymond Green on their team to like solidify the defense and be a be that enforcer, you know, a Rodman type guy that you know these guys can try to um, you know score, but he all he cares about is um, getting getting um, you know getting you know getting the ball. I mean DeAndre Jordan on paper should be that guy, but he's just way up there, you know, yeah. he, he can't do that. I mean, they need, they really need a, uh, either a young, a young guy who's, who's just, you know, very athletic or a, a veteran, a hungry veteran who, you know, who, um, who, who really wants to get that title, you know, 
But, you know, we'll see yeah. what happens. They can't miss it. They cannot miss this, that, the, the opportunity that they got. Really that. And, uh, um, shifting gears, um, to baseball. Uh, you know, uh, of course the, the other big news, um, this week, um, was basically George Springer, um, basically playing the Mets and going, a guy who wanted to play closer to home in Connecticut, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to hear that, oh, Canada, once he got that money, that Canadian money, he's like, <laughs> Man, forget New York, man, man. Please, man. I'm going to Canada. You know, so basically, he, he, you know, he took his talent, and he's going to Canada. You know, and apparently, you know, as you all would assume, it's all about the money. Apparently, Mets was only willing to give him six years, and 120 to 125 million, but yet the Blue Jays, who are an extremely talented team. And you know, very desperate to get stars to come to their to their franchise, you know, they they gave them six years, one fifty million, you know, to come over there. So it was a matter of what twenty five twenty five million, you know, that's that's what we made him, you know, go to you know to to the to the Blue Jays. What's your thoughts on this whole thing? Being a Yankee fan and and as a fan of baseball in general? Well, you know, I thought the Mets should have, like, pursued Springer really hard, you know? That should have been, I think, their number one priority, to go after Springer. And then, you know, try to focus on uh, some of the other guys that were out there. Um, but, yeah, you know, now it looks like Springer is uh, going to be a Blue Jay. And, um, you know, Blue Jays, they have a young team. A young up up and coming team, I think Springer in that in that group of players, you know, he's definitely gonna help them, uh, and you know they're gonna be a tough tough foe for the Yankees and the Rays in that uh, in that American League. So yeah, you know, it's a good move for the Blue Jays. I think uh, it's a lost opportunity for the Mets, you know, but um, there's still some guys out there. I'm hearing. Uh, Maybe even a guy like Yasiel Puig, I'm here, might be traded. You know, so that's that's something uh, that that's maybe a landing spot for uh, either one of these New York teams. Maybe we see Puig as a Met or a Yankee. Well, the rumor I'm hearing right now is that you know he 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 he's most likely going to sign with the Yankees. You know, because. Mm. Um, um, he he has the same agent as um as um uh, Bauer, who um you know is rumored to be one of the teams you know Mets is one of the teams he's interested in, you know the rumor is is that uh, Bauer might sign with uh, the Dodgers or um was other team, uh, I think was it was it Blue Jays too, I'm trying to remember what was the other team, um. Trying to think. Um, let me see. What was the other team? It was it was um, Mets, uh, Angels, oh. Angels, and the third team might I think was the Dodgers. Um, so far, the rumor is is that 
the Mets, you know, are interested in signing a shorter term deal with him, uh, four years maximum. It could go as low as one year, but give him at least thirty, or go go the go for up to four years with him. You know, so yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. You know, having Bauer would be a, a great a great um, signing for the for the Mets. You know, that will definitely deepen their rotation and give them one of the best, if not the best, rotation in the game if they did did that move. Because you would have had the um, um, Grom, Bauer, Syndergaard when he comes back. Um, you know, in June, uh, you know, um, optimistically thinking, you have Strowman, um, Carrasco, who was who was a throwaway in that Lindor trade, which, I mean, that that was a guy I was, you know, zeroing in on, you know, and they would, if they would miraculously ever pull off the Lindor trade because everybody was assuming he would go to the Yankees, you know, but... Carrasco was a guy I, you know, I always had my eye on potentially that they should go make a trade for him, you know, if they, you know, if they couldn't pull off Lindor, but fortunately for them, they were able to get both. But um, I think as a result of getting Lindor, um, they felt like they couldn't, they couldn't um, break the bank even further because apparently if they got, if they went over the 120 or 125 million that they were willing to spend for Springer, uh, this would lessen their chances of re-signing Conforto and or Lindor. Uh, not to mention uh, Syndergaard and um, Stroman are are um, both potential free agents at the end of this year. Um, I think they should have. I think they should have went after Springer, man. They should have. They should have got him. It stings, man. You know, because he would have yeah. solved all their problems. He's a, he's a clutch hitter. I mean, obviously his best years are under question. You know, from 2017 to 2019 were his best years, and of course, you know his his former team Astros are under that cloud of suspicion. You know, but you know you got a guy who plays great defense, clutch in the postseason. And won a title, obviously, under some suspicious um, intent. But you know, you know, um, they would have had a guy who won a title, and you know that would have that would have definitely been a good a good um, feather in the cap for the Mets. You know, that would have definitely made the the offense splash because right now they have a good offense, but. Putting spring on that offense, like that would have been like that have been like an eighty-six offense right there. Yeah, I mean, or 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 '06 or '99 or even two thousand. Like it would have put them on that that level, you know, uh, of of guys who are potentially you got guys who could be potentially all stars in, in every every position practically, you know, which is something that's not very foreign for. For uh, you, Mac, being a Yankee fan, having all stars in every <laughs> every every position, even on the bench, yeah, you know. But um, you know what can like I like I said last week, um, I can't pencil Springer or or Bauer, you know, into into the you know into the starting lineup or rotation because 
you know, it ain't official until it's official. And unfortunately, you know, I try to prepare myself that there was a possibility that both of these guys are not coming here, you know. But, you know, as a, as a Mets fan, you know, you got to believe. So, Never know. You know, with that possibility, right, with, with Springer, that possibility is gone, you know. But hopefully with Bauer, you know, Mets will, will um, seal the deal. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, as uh, Bauer is, uh, you know, he's hoeing on the Twitter right now <laughs> to be on these one of these teams. So stay tuned. Well, I mean, he's a uh, modern day Roger Clemens. You know, he you know he'll go to any team you know he feel will help him win a title and give him the most money. And you know, that's basically what it is, man. As long as he he can help us win a title, you know, that's at the end of the day. However long he wants to stay, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it, you know. As long as he wins the title, you know. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he seems like a very business type guy, like like your boy Clemens, you know. It's like, hey, whoever's going to help me win, just show me the money and I'll just, I'll play for you guys. If you got, you know, like LeBron James, you know, you, you, you know, it's all about winning the title, making money, and then just, you know, move on to the next team. You know, that's that's how it is in, in sports nowadays. So, hopefully, if he does come to the Mets, you know, he'll help them win the title. And I wouldn't be mad with I wouldn't be mad at that. But if they, the Mets, if, if the Mets were to get Bauer, if the Mets were to get Bauer, she had Bauer, Syndergaard, Degrom, mm-hmm. right. Strowman. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't there another picture in there that I'm missing? Um, uh, yeah. Well, actually, what's his name? Um, um, Syndergaard. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be gone for the first half of the year. But uh, David Peterson, um, he had a great rookie year last year. Um, also, he's gonna be battling with Steven Matz if he stays if he's on the team because, you know, he he didn't have a great year um, this this uh, this past year. His, his other two years, he showed some promising signs, but um, yeah, this 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 uh, this year might be the swan song for uh, Stephen Matz um, if he's not traded in in some unforeseeable trade, or you know he's gonna have to battle it out with um, Peterson or um, the guy they just got. Um, Lucchesi, the guy from the the guy from the I think what team was he from the Pirates I think, or oh, was it the Padres I can't even remember. I think probably the the Pirates. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, it was, supposedly the Yankees are close to getting uh talent Italian, you know, who's a who's a promising starter in his own right. Um. Yeah, let me see where he's from. Yeah, Joey Lochesi, he's uh he was a a Pirates, I mean a, rather a San Diego Padres pitcher. Um, you know he has a lot of potential. He grew up a, a Oakland A's fan. Um, but on uh, January nineteenth, just a few days ago, he was traded to the Mets. Yeah, now that I think about it, he was traded to the Mets. Um, I think the same day when the whole um. Uh, Jared Porter situation went down, but yeah, part of this trade, uh, Lucchese he got traded to the Mets, part of a three-team deal that's in 
Joe Musgrove to the Padres, and uh, David Bendar, Omar Cruz, Drake uh, Fellows, Hudson Head, and Andy Rodriguez, who was a prospect of the Mets, to the Pirates. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the the Porter um, situation. Yeah, man, that was um, it was messed up what he did to her, what he did to her, you know. Um, texting her those uh, lewd comments and images, man. That, that's that's crazy, man. I mean, you know, apparently it happened like five years ago when he was working with the Cubs, and um, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's just it's just a messed up situation, and you know, unfortunately, the lady had to do, you know, deal with that situation, and. You know, as a result, the Mets had to fire two people before they even before a game started. Last year was Beltran because of the Astros controversy, and now um, Porter because of his uh, perverted actions that he did as a member of the Cubs. I mean, you know, the Mets had no choice but to uh, get rid of him because I mean, you don't as good and potentially you know good that uh, Porter would do you know, as a Met, I mean, it's just, it, it, obviously it's negated by the horrible actions that he did a long time ago. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, Cohen, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to clean up the team right now. Mm-hmm. And that means, you know, having zero tolerance for mm-hmm. any, anyone in the Mets organization that, that does anything uh, to make the Mets look bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I agree with the move, you know, it's something that had to be done, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, if you did it, then there'd be the distraction surrounding the team, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, um, his uh, bad, his, those text messages sent mm-hmm. you know, to that reporter. So they have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about that for for sure. Um. Yeah. Um. Shifting gears. Um. Yeah. The Jets. Uh. They. They. Um. They had their. You know. Their. Um. New head coach. Um. Revealed in a press conference. Um. You know. Of course. Robert Sala. Long time. Um. You know. Defensive coordinator with the. Um. With the. With the Forty uh, ers and you know, as you expect, uh this guy, you know, he's he's uh you know, committed to winning and um he, he wants to turn around the, the franchise. And uh, you know, he said all the right things, you know, he's gonna try to win the championship you know, with the team. Obviously, um they're hoping Michael LaFleur uh could um make Darnold bounce back. Uh, from the Adam Gase era, but now there's even bigger rumors uh, with Deshaun Watson. You know, he he wants to be traded, and reportedly, the New York Jets is his his top team of choice. You know, they're gonna they're gonna um, the Texans are gonna need a plethora of um, uh, first round draft picks from from the Jets, and. Um, 
I mean, Deshaun Watson, man, he had a phenomenal year. I think he threw for, like, what, 30, 30, 33 touchdowns and had, like, only seven interceptions. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's a beast. Yeah, Watson is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, if Jets can somehow trade for him, I mean, yeah, they're going to have to give up a lot to get mm-hmm. him. You know, and then once they get him, you know, Sam Darnold, you know, is going to have to be a backup. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, uh, but if they do get him, what happens to that pick in the in this upcoming NFL draft? Do would Jets have to give that away also? I would think uh, so. They would have to give that away. Yeah, that would be my assumption. That would be my that would be my assumption that they would have no, to give him. But it could be very risky, you know, if they do give up their future for Deshaun. Mm-hmm. I mean, but hey, he's a talented guy. You know, he's worth a lot, so... Yeah. I mean, if you were to just, what would you do? Man, I mean, I've been the biggest Sam Donald uh, supporter, you know. Um, Even with the whole Trevor Lawrence uh, situation going down until the Knicks miraculously won a few games this season uh, at the wrong time. But, um, you know... um, yeah, they they gotta go. They gotta do what they can. I mean, it would be a cool if they could, if they could somehow get Watson and and keep Donald even as a backup. That that would be, that would be the ideal situation. But I doubt. I doubt. I think they would. They would want Donald. You know, if you're gonna give up a guy like you know, if you're gonna give up a a proven guy like Watson, you know. Yeah, definitely. And not to mention, you know, picks. They're gonna they're gonna try to fleece them like. The um, you know the Rockets, you know they would with the the next trade, you know, draft pick wise, you know they're gonna want a lot of draft picks. So, you know we'll see we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And um, yeah, uh, you know this this upcoming Sunday. Um, they're gonna have um, the 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 AFC and the NFC uh, championship games. Um, you're gonna have the Buccaneers, Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, they're gonna try to invade Green Bay and the Packers. So you're gonna have a, a epic duel between uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady. And man, that's that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a, um, an iconic matchup, you know, so, yeah, I'm thinking uh, Brady and the Bucks, you know, they're going to, they're going to, um, you know, they're going to defeat Aaron Rodgers, even even in Lambeau Field, which is, I mean, that's practically unheard of, but, you know, Tom Brady, he has that resume, and uh, last week I went against his resume, and, you know, he's still here, I got egg in my face, and he's still here, so, unfortunately, I'm rooting for the Packers, but, Knowing me, when I root for for a team, especially my own team, they usually lose. So uh, I'm picking the Bucks to um, to defeat the Packers in Green Bay. Well, I'm going with the Packers. You know, Aaron Rodgers have been playing lights out this year. Definitely the end of the NFL MVP um, of 2020. Um, and the Packers, they just, they play great at home. And they play mm-hmm. great in cold weather. Oh yeah, um, Buccaneers—they're warm. You know, they—they're a warm city team. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how they'll they'll fare um, playing in Green Bay, but it's going to be a good game. But I think uh, in the end, Green Bay got this. So I'm going to go with Packers to win it tomorrow. I hope you're right, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And on the um, the AFC side, you got the defending Super Bowl champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, hosting the Buffalo Bills, the Cinderella story of uh, the NFL uh, playoffs this year. And, um, yeah, um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's, he um, apparently he passed his concussion test, so he should be um, ready to go tonight. Or, yeah, tonight at, at 640. So, um, and then, of course, you know, you got the, the Bills, you know, they're trying to, they're they're trying to go to their first uh what their, their first Super Bowl since what ninety three, so I mean it's I mean uh, I I would love to see the Bills I'm rooting for the Bills to 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 you know somehow upset the the Chiefs even though I was rooting for the Chiefs last year you know um but yeah I think Kansas City they're gonna they're gonna go back to the to the um to the Super Bowl again, back-to-back years. And then we're going to yeah. have Kansas City Chief versus uh, the the Bucks. But, you, of course, you think it's uh, Chiefs-Packers. Uh, so I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think Chiefs will win tomorrow, and I think it'll, we're going to have a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl. I mean, uh, Mahomes, Mahomes versus uh, uh, Rogers. That'd be a great matchup for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that would happen. So, um yeah, uh, we'll see. You know, there'll definitely be some good games later today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Josh Allen has really proven that. Uh, how you know he was the he was the quarterback to pick instead of Donald. Mhm. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens for sure. Um, next week when we uh we talk about that. Um. Then, um, yeah, we're going to shift to, you know, wrestling. Um, yeah, um, Randy Orton, he had, he he, was, he looked like a luchador on Monday Night Raw, you know, as a result of his face getting burnt by Alexa Bliss when she, she went into dalzo mode and shot a fireball in his face. I think that whole thing rese- resembled Cody Rhodes when he had his undashing, grotesque face. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, WWE was just rehashing that again. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Twitter, and, like, people were making the same comment, you know. <laughs> then WWE did do this before. I know. And, yeah, it <laughs> just felt like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I, yeah, I mean, you, when, once you said that, I was like, yeah, man, that makes a lot of sense. This is this is the ripping off the Dash and Cody Rhodes thing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's how they be, man. They just run out of ideas. Just um, rehashing old stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened on Raw. Um, I can't even remember. Didn't her business? Uh, didn't didn't uh, Bobby Lashley defeat um the her like he he made uh, Riddle tap out, but Riddle defeated MVP or something like that. I can't even remember. I think so. I, know. I forgot all about Raw. What happened again? What was I mean, happening? We, 
we just having raw-itis lately, man. Like, <laughs> raw, raw has been so uneventful. I mean, other than the Hurt Business, you can't even... And, and New Day. It's like... It's just like three hours of of, of falling into a abyss. Like, you just can't... It's like, you're like, what happened to the three hours of my life? You don't even remember yeah. anything that went, went, went down. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the Miz... Um... The Miz and John Morrison, they had Gilbert and uh, oh, yeah, Goldberg right. and Drew McIntyre right. on their cheek. Right, yes, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think that's just about it. And then on SmackDown, SmackDown was more interesting. You yep. know, you they, they teased the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, um, you know, um, Council, Paul Heyman mm-hmm. fighting uh, Adam Pearce. Um, in a match, and you know, basically Roman Reigns, uh, you know, got his revenge, you know, because um, last week, um, you know, Roman Reigns was surprised that he's going to be fighting Kevin Owens um, in the last man standing match in the Royal Rumble uh, on the thirty upcoming uh per view event on the thirty first, and um. Paul Heyman faked the injury, a leg injury, and basically Roman Reigns fought against Adam Pierce in a in a non in a in a non match because he attacked him before the match ever even had a chance to start. And uh, you know, um Kevin Owens, you know, you know, came out of nowhere and attacked Roman Reigns from the audience and he stunned him multiple times and even it's something I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen him do it. Uh, a pop-up power bomb outside of the ring. Because he he usually when he does a power bomb, he usually does like a, a like a jackknife power bomb when he's putting someone through you know outside. Right. But this one was like a legit like he he had like a rebound. He had like a rebound. Um. Um. You know, into the, the to, to the um what you call it, into the. Um, the pop up power bomb, you know, because the pop up power bomb, you know, you, you you know he his opponent he 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 makes the opponent ricochet off the rope and then he hits it. But what he did was he grabbed him by the arm. He he like he held his hands, like kind of like the um, what what move would I would I think of um, maybe the end of days maybe like you pretend like like you. You know, you know what I'm talking about, like yeah, yeah. He I grabbed by the hand, and he just, you know, he um, you know, did the the, the power bomb. Yeah. So you know, they're based that that rivalry is heating up. Um. Uh, oh yeah, they had the um competition between Sasha Banks and um no not Sasha Banks um Bailey. Well, okay, I'll talk about I'll talk about the Sasha Banks one. I'll, yeah, I was gonna talk about the Bailey versus um, uh Bianca Belair. But I guess I'll talk. I guess I'll pull it out of the bowl and uh, talk about the um, Sasha Banks Reggie match. You know, um, Carmella Chamelier. <laughs> that, that's a word I've learned just in this past couple of weeks. But it, it, anyway, um, that match was you know a uh, uh, intergender match. But obviously, Reggie does not in real life. He did not want to be hitting a woman. Which I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> so basically, you know, he was just styling and profiling, doing flips. Like if he was um 
Like if he was um what's the, that guy who was with Bobby Lashley? I can't remember. Leo Rush. And it just WWE, you know, they they thought he was gonna look like a jobber, but actually he looks like he looks even like he looks like a, like Thanos or or Shokan from Mortal Kombat. Like it was like he was toying with her. Even though he he got beat up. He didn't he didn't like he wasn't even attempting to hit her. You know, obviously he shouldn't, but you know. He looked. He looked actually. He looked actually more powerful than she did because he just was doing all these flips. It was like he. It's like he got. He went, Whenever he got hit, he wanted to get hit. You know what I mean? Right. Because he was doing all these silent, po- doing all these flips, and you know what I mean. Like it was. It was just. It was just a weird. <laughs> it was just a weird squash match, where where a person. A uh, squash match. A person is supposed to look, uh, you know, humiliated, like a Bron- like someone fighting against Braun Strowman, totally dominated. But him, he was just toying with her. He was doing sunset flips and and, and all the, all these <laughs> backwards flips all off the the ring apron and all this crazy stuff. <laughs> but yeah, he's getting his butt kicked. It was just, I don't know, was it was it weird to you watching that? Yeah, that was weird. That was it was weird. all inspiring and weird at the same time. <laughs> it was, I don't know, man. It was like, but uh, let me see what else happened. On, um, oh yeah, the Bailey, Bailey um, versus what's her name? Uh, Bianca Belair. Oh man, um, that was that, that was hilarious. It was yo props to Bianca Belair. Like once once they pull out Otis, I'm like okay. I mean I I know she was gonna win. I know Bianca Belair was gonna win anyway because obviously she's the baby face, and in real life. You know, she was a tracking field star, and uh, you know, before she she got into wrestling, and um, you know, obviously, she's a legit athlete. You know, but once they pull out that, once they did the the, the bait and switch with with um, Chad Gable and Otis, I was like, yo, not only does she deserve, not only does she deserve to win that competition, she she deserves to win like the Olympics and and the Oscar for oh, her to carry man. Otis, Otis like that, like. Come on, man. Carried Otis, and then she uh, crossed over. She did <laughs> yeah. an Iverson crossover, really. Yeah, but she crossed over and dumped him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was, that was entertaining. That was more entertaining than her husband, um, Field, her, you know, her husband, um, uh, Montez Ford, and um, uh, Angelo Dawkins versus the, um, what's the name of that group? The Vi- that Viking group. What the heck is the name of that group? Darn, what's the name of it? Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders, yeah, thank you. Yeah, what happened to those guys? They disappeared. Yeah. Did they get hurt or something? Just gone. Yeah. But yeah, that was um. Yeah, that was that was that was actually entertaining. Yeah, I like that. That was kind of like the NXT um trial stuff that they had like way back in the day in the original NXT. Oh yeah. Um, right. um, you know, competition. Right. Before Nexus was formed, but um, yeah, that was phenomenal. Oh yeah, another quick uh, baseball news before I um move to um you know um AEW, and I guess in some extent uh, Impact Wrestling as well. Like um, Brad Hand, um, he's expected to make his decision um very soon. Uh, Nationals, Mets. I think Angels are one of the teams he's he's interested in, so hopefully that could be another guy Mets can can get. And then of course you know they they might be interested in Jackie Bradley Jr. or or uh, Almora from the Cubs. 
Because, yeah, they definitely need a center field after Springer um, ditching them like that. Um, but, yeah, to AEW, um, the main event was um, the inner circle. All, all the tag team of the inner circle, all three of the tag team, because this group is so huge, it has seven people in it. Like, wow. basically, only Wardlow doesn't have a tag team. It's it's uh, Jericho and MJF. You have Sammy Guevara and uh, Jake Hager, formerly Jack Swagger. They formed the group. Sammy Hager, which um, Sammy Hager, the real-life Sammy Hager, endorsed the group in a in a short video. Um, before the match. Um, and then, of course, you also had um, Santana and Ortiz, who, who are the long-running tag team. And they were the, they were the de facto tag team of the, the inner circle group uh, before this uh, division between uh, this group. So basically, MJF cheated. And uh, yeah, it was a great match. You know, it was just, it was an interesting match, you know, seeing all all of the the members other than Wardlow um, in in the match, fighting for, you know, the bragging rights to being the official team of the the faction. So um, basically, it, it they had like an interesting moment of um, Jericho, um, you know, resisting a, 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 to battling his protege, uh, Sammy Guevara, who was his longtime tag team partner in AEW. So he had that hesitation, but then Sammy Guevara went into Reggie mode and from from SmackDown, start like doing like all these flips on him and just embarrassing him. So then he, you know, he had to snap out of it, and you know that's when they really had to, you know, fight each other. But yeah, it was a great match. Um, um, MJF ended up cheating uh, to to um, to to get. Um, um, yeah, he pinned. He, he grabbed the tights of, um, I think, San, um, of uh, Sammy Guevara, his longtime rival slash team member, um, to to solidify the victory for him and Jericho. And I think Wardlow interfered also on MJF's um, behalf, which is uh, isn't a foreign uh, concept if you watch AEW. Um, but oh yeah, and, and then also. Um, Impact Wrestling, um, you know, Kenny Omega, he's still uh, teaming up with the Good Brothers, you know, formerly of of uh, WWE and the current Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And um, basically, um, Kenny Omega cut all ties to his former elite brothers, uh, the Young Bucks. So... Um, yeah, some some interesting stuff going down. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, Sting and Darby Allen. It's official. They're gonna tag team. So Sting's gonna make his AEW debut in a tag team match with Darby Allen versus Team Taz, which has Ricky Starks, uh, Powerhouse, Will Hobbs, and uh, Brian Cage. So um, yeah, some interesting stuff are going down and uh, um. Kip Sabian is going to marry uh, his um, his real life girlfriend, fiance, two weeks at this. I forgot the name of the pay per view, the 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 event. It's like a a bash of the beach copycat event, two weeks from now. 
Um, I can't remember the name of the thing. It was something at the beach. Something beach. I don't know what the, it's called, to be honest with you. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to think. What else happened? Um, yeah, basically, Miro, formerly known as Rusev, made Chuck Taylor um, tell Orange Cassidy that they're no longer best friends. You know, so, uh, you know, that, that was that. Um Oh yeah, um, Britt Baker. She's gonna be battling against Tunderosa. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, what is, what, oh yeah, Johnny Moxley. He he wants to regain his title from Kenny Omega. That Kenny Omega cheated to to take from him. But yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 about it in the world of sports and entertainment. Um, anything you'd like to say, Mac, uh, before, before we, uh, before we head out? Uh, no, uh, just everyone stay safe out there and yeah, just come back, check out Sports River Legend every Saturday at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. Well, you heard the man, uh, um, you know, check out, um, this show, Sports River Legend every Saturdays uh, at ten uh, at eleven, forgive me. Saturdays at eleven. Don't listen to me. Just listen to what I'm telling you right now. So listen, come back here. Saturdays at eleven. Do not come at ten because I'm not gonna be there. Come back Saturdays at eleven, only on Block Talk Radio, and uh, check out my YouTube channel, Sports Legend Legend TV. I'll see you guys next week, um, and hopefully with some good Met news, and like this week. Um, He's he's Macaulay Matthew, of course, and I am William Ramo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.